of 39-year-old Bo Man is pleading for information. Bo Man, uh, missing you and praying for you and the family has a reward it found. So uh, please share. Okay. And, uh, you know, you are a sweet, creative, and generous human being. The world Some familiar faces trying to raise awareness to the disappearance of Bo Man. Now, some faces you might not be familiar with are his friends and family who are desperately searching for answers and searching for Bo. They need help. It's time to turn on the searchlight for Bo Man. Searchlight, I'm John Lorden. Thank you so much for joining me here today, caring about these cases like I do. Now, you might have heard Sarah Palin talk about creativity. What exactly was Bowman responsible for creating? We're going to start with that as we get into the details of his disappearance. Let's go ahead and pick it up at the New York Daily News. Sober Grid is an iPhone and Android application, and it has two big features. A Facebook-like newsfeed where users can ask questions and post content, and a grid that connects sober people by their location. If you've ever had anyone struggling with addiction in your family um, taking the path to sobriety, you know that in particular, when they travel, they sometimes get to other locations and they still need support, but they don't have their home network anymore. Sober Grid was there to help with that. Users can mark their profiles with a blue box to indicate they need a ride to a support group. Picking a red box indicates crisis mode and the need to chat quickly with someone. The app facilitates texting between users who are in all stages of recovery. Certainly uh, an amazing application by the sounds of it, and what a wonderful tool for people to have as they're taking the path to sobriety. As a matter of fact, it was written up about at Forbes in man's own words about his experiences that led to this development of this application. A few years ago, I was away from home at the Sundance Film Festival, and I wanted to connect with other sober people for both social activities and supportive connection. This type of connection is especially important when one is away from their established sober support network. I knew other smartphone apps existed to connect other populations, such as Grindr for gay men, untapped for beer lovers and runkeeper for runners so i was shocked to find that no similar app existed to connect people in recovery i immediately recognized how beneficial such an app would be for people in recovery or people still trying to get sober and i set out to build sober grid i started sober grid because i saw an important but at that time unmet need for people in recovery from alcohol and drug addiction to find and connect with their peers i entered recovery at the age of 23 I've relied on the support I received from sober peers to achieve and maintain my sobriety. Uh, so obviously a truly inspiring, caring individual that is looking to help other people. You guys know that certainly grabs me by the heart. And uh, Forbes even recognized him further. This is a post from SoberGrid.com where he's talking about the fact that he's honored to be selected to join the Forbes Technology Council. 
He says, it's an amazing opportunity to share what I've learned as an executive and entrepreneur with others. I'm excited to share my experience with leadership, social innovation, and artificial intelligence in the digital health field. By all signs, as of when this stuff is happening, which uh, I picked the Forbes article, this is written 2017, uh, seems like his life is on the up and up. Did it stay on that trajectory? Is there something that came into play that leads up to his disappearance? Of course, we're wondering about that as we're looking into this story. And here at a post from Sobergrid themselves, they mentioned Sobergrid's founder, Bo Mann, has been missing since November 30th. That's 2021. We ask you keep him in your prayers and get the word out for his safe return. Please share this on social media outlets. Of course, one of the considerations you would think about is uh, considering that he has struggled with his sobriety in the past, is that a factor in what's going on now? Maybe did he have to put himself into some type of treatment center uh, or care unit or something like that? Typically, those programs run uh, usually from a few weeks to, I think, about 30 days. We're outside of that 30-day window at this point. Uh, so, of course, a big cause for concern. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty clear that his family was already concerned even before that. Um, but it seems like that possibility is running thin. And we really need to raise exposure and help get more eyes out there looking for Bo. So let's continue here. Uh, with an article over at losangeles.cbslocal.com. Once again, it's just touching on Sober Grid. Uh, It's been successful in touching thousands of lives across 117 countries because of the team's shared experiences with the community and their clients, said Wendy Warrington, acting CEO of Sober Grid. Now, a member of our team is missing. We're asking our community for help. What's really bizarre about this story? According to the company, Mann texted 911 shortly after leaving a convenience store where he was last seen. What's even stranger than that, the details that I'm seeing as that were released as of just yesterday, um, he might have actually texted 911. And we're just to be clear, he's texting with the Los Angeles Emergency Department Services. He's texting with them directly. What he says exactly isn't quite out there. But the one thing they're being clear about is he appears to be texting them from an Uber. He's in an Uber at the time that he kicks on this text to 911. What is going on with these details? What was going on uh, with Bo at the time? Let's go ahead and try to dive in further and find out. Uh, First thing, I stopped at NamUs to see if there was a profile. I am not seeing a profile. However, on WebSleuths, I did see some mention to a profile that might have existed at some point. They had the number for the missing persons case. I put it in here. It's not showing up currently. I don't know why that would happen. Um, although I have to admit, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll do an entry in the name as myself and the profile won't go active for a matter of weeks, sometimes months. There's a process that has to happen where there's a case manager from Namus that reaches out to law enforcement. They firm up the information. So it's possible the person that made, made the entry didn't realize that there was that process and maybe they started broadcasting the missing person's case ID before the case was actually active. The other possibility is that the case manager reached out to the LAPD and for some reason the LAPD is saying do not show that profile. 
Uh, I don't believe California is one of the states that has any state laws about NamUs yet. Uh, if you saw the previous episodes we did with Todd Matthews here on the channel last year, you know that he worked very hard to get laws in, in several states. Uh, I think at this point there might be around 10 of them that have laws that are promoting, really kind of pushing local law enforcement to engage NamUs and have that profile created quickly. Uh, keep in mind, we're also just a little bit over a month outside of when he went missing. So uh, it might be in the works. I'm going to stay on top of it just to make sure that something does happen. Uh, I will reach out to the case manager for this particular area and ask, is there a profile? If there isn't one, I'm going to go ahead and generate one myself. But um, so where can we get the details? Let's get it right from the LAPD. From their uh, Twitter account, at LAPD MPU, the missing persons unit, we can see they've put a poster out here on the disappearance of Bowman. Uh, for critical information, um, they've got a few basics, but unfortunately not a whole lot. However, one of the most important things is this footage. This is from the day that he disappeared. So this is uh, a very strong look at what he was wearing. We've got a blue ball cap. Uh, it looks like a, I think it's a black hoodie that he's wearing, uh, possibly bluish type pants, um, black black and gray, I would say, kind of high tops. We'll get a better description as we go through some of the articles here. What they're saying is, uh, man, Bo, the missing person, was last contacted via phone on November 28, 2021, on cell phone. Uh, Bo is described as a 39-year-old male, white, with brown hair, blue eyes, 5'10", around 220 pounds. Outside of that, they just have contact information. Of course, we have their phone number on the screen here. We also have more contact information in the description box down below if you happen to have some information on this case. But pretty thin in terms of details on this poster. Nothing about the circumstances where he was last seen. And the information they have, they're going off of phone calls. I believe this was probably with family members on the 28th. But we know that he actually goes missing on the 30th. And that's what's kind of weird about it. This footage of him, this screenshot they got of him from Oh, this almost looks like someone's camera in a neighborhood or something. I'm not sure if this is actually from the convenience store. It's possible it is like an outdoor camera from the convenience store, but I don't think so because we're going to see some differences in his attire in another picture from there. Um, just curious, how would you be able to track down this information if you didn't know you were looking for him on November 30th? And if you did have him sighted on these camera shots, why aren't we updating this date here? Um, one of many, many questions in this case. Now, of course, I went looking for media of Bo and, you know, being someone that has started an application like, like he has, uh, there's a few videos that are out there, not a whole lot. There was an interview on this YouTube channel called This Naked Mind, where he was talking about the application, about Sober Grid. Uh, but one of the things that was kind of grabbing me is how different he looks in some photos compared to others. So that's why you might notice uh, right below me, I've actually done things a little differently. Instead of the static picture that I have down there, I'm running a series of different photos of him. And you can see his look kind of changes from each one. Sometimes he has a little more weight on his face. Sometimes he has kind of the goatee growing in, other times completely shaven. And there's one in particular, which I think is kind of important, which is this image, because this is the most recent image that I could find of him. 
and it's from October 28th, 2021. We're talking just a month after uh, or leading up to his disappearance. So I, I believe this is probably our best look at what his face looks like at this point. Unfortunately, um, he, his look just does change severely. So that's why we're running all these photos that you'll see down below kind of taking a nod from the Charlie Project and those awesome composites that Megan does and pulling all those different photos together. Uh, we're going to probably start doing this on more videos uh, down below, like we're doing down below right now. Uh, here is another poster. Gives us a little more detail. And finally, we start to understand what convenience store are we talking about? What part of town are we talking about? First thing they note, there is a reward. Uh, in this case, they don't say how much, but I have seen several instances, and of course, in the video that we started this with, uh, we heard Sarah Palin mention the reward as well. Last seen November 30th, uh, 2021, in Los Angeles, California, Studio City area in particular, 39-year-old male, Caucasian, 5'11", 220, all pretty much a match from the LAPD's callouts here. Last seen at 2.06 p.m., at 7-Eleven in Studio City and texted 911 at 2.15 p.m. Was wearing a blue baseball hat, black hoodie sweatshirt, blue pants, and black sneakers. Had a black backpack, another important thing. And uh, you can see it's it's pretty well loaded. There's, there's a lot of stuff in this backpack. Uh, of course, then they just go into contact information, which we already have want to give a big thank you to my friends over at the Sky Alert Foundation. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you know that I retweet their stuff regularly. Once again, in that same vein, they put together a great composite of kind of different looks of Bo here, along with the critical information needed. Um, but we need some details. Let's get to some news sources. Over at dailyvoice.com, this is from... Uh, December 22nd, 2021. Family and friends are pleading for information after a 39-year-old entrepreneur from a New England-based company who has ties to New York went missing in late November. I really wanted to get this sentence in in particular because if he did leave of his own volition, where might he go? Well, his company is running out of Boston, in Massachusetts. He's got ties to New York. Uh, his previous work, I believe he was an art dealer uh, in the New York area. Um, he's got family in Massachusetts. He's got family and friends in Texas. So he's living in Los Angeles. Like, really, if we put a pinpoint in the map, this, this guy could be anywhere in the U.S. if he is essentially trying to leave um, for some reason. Well, let's continue with the additional details here. He's described as having brown hair, blue eyes, being about five foot ten and two twenty. Uh, his sister, Brandy Britnell, said, "Man used to live in New York City." Uh, Britnell said she contacted former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin. Of course, we watched that video. Uh, Britnell and Eggers are hoping to see Man's return in time for Christmas. Unfortunately, uh, we know that doesn't happen. We want him back. His friend Eggers said, "We want to know what happened to him." And I know there's a lot of people very, very concerned now. Hopefully you are now one of those people and we can join together trying to help this family. Please, if you have any friends in any of the areas that we just mentioned, share this video with them. Let's get some eyes, ears, and hearts open and looking for Bo. Continuing at CanyonNews.com, Bo was last in contact with family members on November 28th via phone call. 
last seen November 30th around 2 p.m. at a convenience store on the 1100 block of Ventura Boulevard. So we know it's a 7-Eleven. We've got an approximate address. We'll take a look at the map in just a moment. Um, once again, they're just mentioning the clothing description, blue baseball cap, dark sweatshirt, dark pants, black shoes. They also have a large backpack, black backpack filled with black as well. Uh, and here, so we're talking about the corner of Ventura and Vineland. Uh, this is actually an area pretty close to where I used to live. I used to live kind of all around the valley, but I lived in Studio City particularly for a little while as well. This is the 7-Eleven at Arch Drive and Ventura Boulevard. Right here. So, last scene. <laughs> everybody today welcome in just have a quick public service announcement today you can go to covidtest.com and order free tests, four free tests per household. That's COVID, C-O-V-I-D, test, T-E-S-T, dot G-O-V, gov. And they will ship free by the end of January is what the website the website says free shipping that they will be mailed by the end of January take care of yourselves stay healthy